But I think what's being missed here is what we talk about on this show all the time. Facebook was founded in 2004. It's 20 years old. It's almost a $2 trillion company. It's a $1.5 trillion company. This is what happens when you layer on the internet, mobile phones, and the global network, right? Yes, gold has been around for thousands of years. Yes, gold is extremely lindy. But you want to know what? Because of the same effects that allowed uh, Facebook to come out of literally nowhere to become the fourth or fifth most valuable company in the world, and Google, Bilal's former employer, same deal, founded. You don't have to 90s. say that. Yeah, we got a whole right? segment yeah, don't coming worry, we on got those a whole guys. That thing is 25 years old. So yeah, gold's lindy, but Bitcoin came up at a time where this can act. You can. It looks like. It's turning out that you can build something as valuable as gold, potentially, in 15 years because of the internet. Uh, welcome to another episode of Night Investment Advice. We've got an NIA boys here today, Trunk fan, Junk, Jack Butcher, and Bilal Zaidi. <laughs> junk, junk Butcher, I don't know bro, what I said there. Junk Butcher. I was that's all pre- the- one week out of the game. I'm already messing no, up bro, names that's all the No, uh, bro, that's all the knockoff visualized value accounts. Junk Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> junk Butcher, it's sweet. Junk Butcher is launching an NFT in Telegram right now. <laughs> trying to get people Chucks, to buy his thing Chucks. right now. <laughs> buy Jesus junk butchers chucks uh why Boys, don't you tell us what we're on. talking about today bro yeah we got a lot to talk about obviously we're going to be talking google gemini that's probably going to be the most of the conversation today there's been some crazy stuff happening there the reddit ipo we'll see if we get to wendy's surge price but we got a start start off right here with crypto pumping trung you're sitting down you were close to the 69k, right? We're gonna have to do meme of the week with uh, our Guys, boy Sailor. Can, we, just, here, can yeah? we walk through the psychology? We all knew it was gonna come back, right? Like, what's so funny is we. I mean, now you feel like single... it's coming back, but. Well, what I was joking about was like we all just we all just ate it, right? Like, I mean, well, you guys probably got in a way better price point, anyways. I know you're buying in Bilal 2017 on ETH. You told me you're buying in that first run up. Jack's been in the game, and he's just getting showered ETH left, right, and center. He doesn't even have to. He doesn't have to <laughs> he get, price. He's getting paid in but, ETH. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. like, Jack doesn't appreciate that, but uh, um. Yeah, I mean, I was the guy, I, I ate the most, but what's funny was being with you guys every week, we're just laughing about it. We're just like, it was Well, for terrible. old school NIListas, you know, we'll, we used to call Trung Fiat fan. Yeah. Because for a long time, you were having this, I heard about Bitcoin in 2012, <laughs> in 24, basically what everyone's had, right? Like the first time you heard it and it was $2 and you're like, well, let me just wait. And then it gets to a thousand and you're like, so that, that's what's happened so many times. But you bought it live on NIA, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I did. I think it's episode of... like five. I bought uh, my first bat, 30 Bitcoin at 30. <laughs> 30 Bitcoin? Th- yeah. Thir- no, at 30K. And then uh, two at ETH. Like, those numbers... I thought you said you had 30 Bitcoin. No, I was like, okay. I, I wouldn't be on this podcast yeah. if I was on 30 Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but I'll tell you who's got more than 30 Bitcoin. And that is the famous Michael Saylor. Boys, this is... A Jack Butcher special. Jack, you shared this with us, yeah? Yeah. This this clip. Let's let's just Mate, do he's me. Been on We're such an incredible it. tear it's... the last couple of weeks. Just well, have just... he been what has he just been doing a podcast tour? Uh mate, at CNBC. He's he's everywhere. Okay, he's doing... Who right, doesn't want Michael Saylor as a guest on a financial We got a minute, people. We got a minute right. long. All right, a minute go. video. So even if you're listening, it's good enough. Here we go. Yeah. Is um Take all your economic energy and all your economic power and to the extent that you disagree with any other institution or distrust 
any other Bro, this background music in the world. <laughs> so good. You always have this one opportunity that Bitcoin promises you that no one else on earth can offer you. No charity will give you this. No government will give you this. No religion will give you this. This one thing I'm going to offer you right now, which is <laughs> the spot. you can take the sum total of everything you accomplished economically in this life. You can buy Bitcoin with it. And then you can take your private keys with you to the grave <laughs> and you will have contributed your life energy into a network which is thermodynamically sound, conservative, should reasonably go on for thousands of Incredible. years. And you will have been you will have contributed your life force to everyone, <laughs> every one of your comrades, compatriots, everyone that believed what you believe, everyone that comes after you, you will have made the ultimate legacy. I mean, absolutely incredible. Where are we? Bro, Is he five billion dollars up? It sounds bro, like, right? He's yeah. honed the messaging. Oh, next level. It's it's like it's like it's like one of those master Japanese sword makers. Like <laughs> the precision of his cuts now, like just these sound bites. I mean, he's just been working on it, right? He's been workshopping 10 hours of podcasts a week for four years now. He was coming on little it's, podcasts like bro, ours bro, uh, several years ago. Bro, he's showing up on 4,000 sub-podcasts <laughs> yeah. and like starting wars with the Ethereum uh, community. It's unbelievable how precise this message has gotten. And it's wild, wild stuff. I mean, Jack, what well, I mean, you shared this with us and he's you, you share a lot of sailor videos, but how does this rank in the all time great sailor oh, videos? Because that is I think ridiculous. it's up there just in a minute to have like gotten that level of. Uh, like that to me is, is one of the new USP <laughs> positions. Take it to the grave. Sailor estate. Take it to the grave. <laughs> Take it to the grave. You've contributed by Wait, burning your Bitcoin, basically. Wait, no, guys, you got to stop. We need to walk through the USP, the user uh, selling propositions he's done. I'm going to tell you a couple I remember. Unique, unique, yeah, yeah. Unique selling so, propositions yeah, yeah. he said about Bitcoin. Okay, thermodynamically sound. He's mentioned that before. <laughs> he mentioned that. A, uh, sugar powered Tesla. Yeah, sugar powered Tesla. An encrypted wall of energy that can wow. instantly transport across the universe. What what else? That's got to be that. That might be the top one because that's actually oh, no. kind of true. Yeah, that one's true. The other one I love is the Manhattan. He's talking about Manhattan. What again? What's underneath Manhattan? It's just this rock. You can't build Manhattan without that foundation, that island underneath, this massive geological construct that has been. I thought you were about to say tunnels millions there, but of yeah, years. Right. <laughs> no, he's talking about literally the rock under Manhattan, and then yeah, he said yeah, that yeah. one as like you need that, you need that sustainable. That's what Bitcoin is. That's a Bitcoin protocol, right? It's this hard asset. What else, Jack? You got some? Oh, the goat. Send me the other one. I sent you another one last night about the window in the plane. Did you read it? Say, say more. You? I don't think I saw that one. Right? But it's in it. the group chat below. If you want to pull it up, on it's like WhatsApp 30 seconds or, long. Or Twitter. I think, I think Twitter, but it, I'll, 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 I'll explain it. It's like, he uses Peter Schiff as an example. It's like people arguing with, about this for 10 years. Like if some, if you were sitting on an airplane and somebody broke the window to the left of you and you're losing oxygen, would you argue about how much oxygen you're losing or would you just put the mask on? <laughs> Bitcoin is the mask in that analogy. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, what? Well, I remember I the, mean, it's the exact uh, quote that he he dropped on NIA. 
The dollar will lose 99.9% of its purchasing power over you know the next why, 100 years. Do you know why Jack knows that? Because he cut an incredible trailer that we've referenced several times Yeah, now when we start Patreon, times. when we start at $4.99, $4.99 Patreon per month, y'all listeners can hop in there. We'll, that'll be the first piece the of Jack media special. we drop in there. That's all uh, Jack's going to do The sailor analogies are going to be up only from here boys <laughs> yeah well, what, where are we with long, the price boys because bitcoin is now let 56K. me pull up 56k 56 it hit 57 last night so we're recording tuesday afternoon this is out wednesday morning or wednesday afternoon so yeah eth is up to three two three thousand two hundred what are the Not highs investment definitely never. Okay, the high, high of bitcoin was 69k so we're, we're getting pretty close to that guys i ETH gotta say went this, up though. to five i think right four eight yeah, or it, five it hit four, it top nine, four yeah. I got to say this. So I'm way late to the game like you guys. You guys have been in this. But I remember when I was going through the the, the, the Jack Butcher recommendation. This is Jack's initial recommendation. Said, Go listen to 10 Hours of What Is Money. That podcast of What Is Money with Michael Sayers. It's time to you bring it back. Be, you will be converted. Right? It's just money is energy. That's it. Every civilization, whoever has harnessed energy wins. That's just like the thesis. Okay. I remember when I was at the peak of that and we were rocking and rolling like 2021 20, boys. And I started, I started preaching to my non, because I had joined you guys, no longer a Fiat fan. I remember the skepticism and now we're back. It feels so nice. Uh, I wonder what it feels like for the people that have been in this for a decade plus as they're just, dude, the guys have been in this for a decade, the winning that's going on. The winning that they're Did you see, right I sent you boys the, you know, the still from the end of um, The Pursuit of Happiness where he's oh, in the crowd with his fists in the air. That good. is such a great way to capture the feeling of your conviction. There, there's but, uh, a question for you boys because you, you brought this up because, you know, how many of your old crypto group chats or family members, random people that, you know, let's say 2017 or 2021 or whenever it was, the amount of questions you'd get, they're like, oh, what do you think of this? Like the only one, I, w I won't say his name, but someone I know who I recommend without, I don't give investment advice, but to him I said, yeah, just sell what you're doing because you're not in the game for this. He was like, should I sell Bitcoin to buy a Rolex? Because I can buy this online with, with Bitcoin. And he was trying to, uh, I shouldn't say what he was trying to do, but he wasn't trying to sell it in Coinbase. <laughs> let's say that, right? So um but th that sort of stuff was the only one I've heard. Whereas like Thanksgiving, Christmas, no one was talking about it really. Like the normies, if you want to call them that, regular people. Um, and even if you look at like Google Trends, right? Like searching for people, you know, searching for like what is Bitcoin or how do I buy Bitcoin? Like any of those kind of that category of keywords, it's not really picked up. And so what we have seen is it seems to be what's driving a lot of this price movement is a combination of like the ETF institutional stuff um, and probably like general buying up over time. And people and realizing you can take this to the grave. Grave, I think that's what's exactly. really happening. Because they want to sacrifice <laughs> their Bitcoin, you know what I mean? Here's yeah, a on. question for the CFA. What what would you estimate the inflows into the BlackRock ETF yesterday? Huh? Why yesterday? Did something happen just, yesterday? And just, just, just as an example like of how much capital mean, is yeah. flowing into a, a BlackRock ETF. Uh, the Bitcoin one. Yeah. I'm going to throw a random number, 500 million. 1.3 billion. Okay. That's a lot. I don't know how much that actually is, but it feels like a lot. Just in terms of, e I think ETF volume, it is like setting records. 
I actually influence. saw someone. Uh, I think it was Dylan Sinclair. Uh, uh, wait, I'm sorry, Dylan Leclerc. One of the big Bitcoin accounts yeah. for the media stuff. He said Fidelity is now recommending one to three percent of your. I mean, granted, they are probably a little bit. Yeah, I think Jack. Yeah, I'm going to put it on the screen here. I yeah, think that might be Canadian Fidelity one. Canada boys. Yeah, Canada is. Yeah, Will Clemente. Yeah, we'll shared this. This is uh, Fidelity All in One Constructive ETF Fund. Anyway, which yeah, is, basically recommending one to three percent. I mean, that's a big deal, dude. Fidelity that's is, like gold. That's like what traditionally yeah. you would say. Oh, hold a bit exactly. of gold. It's an inflation hedge, and that's what we've been talking about for some time. That was a general number people were aiming for, like the low end. And when I mean Trung, you spoke to uh, Druckenmiller, right? Yeah. Legendary, one of the best investors of all time, if not the top for what he does. He was buying Bitcoin, right? And he had talked about a single digit percentage, if I remember correctly. Or what? Do you, do you remember what he said about? No, that? no, he was. He was. Uh, he actually he so he got in twelve. He actually bounced at uh, thirty, but he also so he probably three x's. Thirty k. You're saying the price? Yeah, point. yeah. Okay. But uh, but he also it's not like he's hurting. That guy backed up the Brinks truck from Nvidia about three years ago. So, oh, he's he's yeah, doing he okay. Is absolutely good, but this guy stays winning, right? Did the opposite, Kathy Wood, basically. Yeah, he he exactly. held it all the way through. And, yeah. Dude, and dude, Masayoshi son owned five percent of Nvidia in 2019 and sold it. <laughs> Buddy, that's a hundred billion dollar uh fumble. But then he made it back on arm. But hold on a second. I gotta say something about what you brought up, Bilal, about the allocation. To Bitcoin. I love that we're talking about Bitcoin now. We've actually been, we actually haven't had a good Bitcoin chat in a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were but, waiting uh, for this, you know, because yeah, it it's, it's hard it's, in the bear market. We were <laughs> kind of waiting for the 50K, right? Like we were, like we were hovering yeah. around the 47. But yeah. um, what's interesting about these ETFs now is, uh, I mean, you said it's like one to 3%. It is like gold. And, uh, but what I will say is this, you talk to any gold bug, right? I'm sure you, you guys have have you guys spoke to gold bugs about bitcoin like they obviously yeah, a little hate bitcoin bit. right yeah a lot of them hate it they're like uh, gold has a thousand year history but i think what's being missed here is what we talk about on this show all the time social dude facebook was founded in 2004 it's 20 years old it's almost a two trillion dollar company it's a 1.5 trillion dollar company this is what happens when you layer on the internet mobile phones and the global network, right? Yes, gold has been around for thousands of years. Yes, gold is extremely lindy, but you wanna know what? Because of the same effects that allowed uh, Facebook to come out of literally nowhere to become the fourth or fifth most valuable company in the world, and Google, Bilal's former employer, same deal, founded You don't have to 90s. say that, yeah, we got a whole right? segment yeah, don't coming worry, we on got a whole segment. That thing is 25 years old. So yeah, gold's lindy, but Bitcoin came up at a time where this can act, you can, it looks like it's turning out that you can build something as valuable as gold, potentially in 15 years because of the what's the, the, the market cap of, if that's the right order valuation of trillion, Bitcoin? Isn't it? Gold. Well, gold is 10, but I think this yeah, is one, 10. right? Bitcoin's yeah. one. Bitcoin is one and crypto, crypto is, two, is two, I think. Including mm -hmm. ETH and all the others, yeah. So yeah, I mean, the, that's, Look, I'll be honest, my general take on all this is all of this is narrative, right? Like housing market, startup, like everything is narrative with some underlying real stuff. But like investments and valuation things and how much people are winning, 
to to pay for it. What's the the Jack thing always says? Willing buyers at a uh, willing oh, price. Don't attribute that to me. That's yeah. fucking margin call. <laughs> I know it's margin call, but you you always we reference it. Are selling to willing buyers at the market? Was it? At the yeah, my, point here is, my point here is that Wendy's. There's yeah, we're gonna get to Wendy's search price, but like either way, the value of this is decided by the market and. At the moment, the market is showing they care more about buying than selling. So uh, I think there's a long way to go with just retail anyway, just from speaking to people, looking at all the kind of indicators there. And it is interesting to see like when the ETFs got announced, we kind of covered it on the pod. Like we didn't see that massive jump straight away because there was that selling pressure from the the thing that you had. Buy the the rumor, sell the news, right? And people knew it was coming. It was, but it was also the GBTC thing, right? Which was, oh yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, because, because there was the a high fees fee. Are so high. Yeah. The fees were high, so some people were trading out, basically selling one, eventually buying the other. So anyway, let, we don't know exactly what's happening, but it is very interesting time. It's uh, we're hitting the end of February. The halvening for Bitcoin is in a few months, I guess. Right? Was that May? Um, so yeah, there's narrative <laughs> wise at least, advice, not investment. but there's a lot of things going on. So anyway, anything else on Bitcoin, crypto? Jack, oh no, Jack said you... he has some anecdotes, uh, some fun anecdotes. Yeah, go on, Jack. I mean, we got other stuff to cover, but we should do an episode next week and actually bullet out some okay, topics. Okay. All right, cool. Okay. Sounds good. There's some good right. like NFT marketplace wars and such mm, Bitcoin okay. inscriptions and Oh yeah, NFTs it's just on the Bitcoins, and stuff as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, seen a lot yeah. of hype around that and you've been, I think you've been working on that as well, yeah? Yeah, I have a, a few, yeah. All right, so yeah, we should definitely talk about that. Um, well, uh, let's move on to Google Gemini though. So Trung, do you want to give a summary of what the hell happened and we can talk about all the well, terrible stuff they've been doing here, man. But yeah, well, let's give a summary. I mean, well, let, let, well I'll give a summary and then I don't want to pick on Bilal, but I do want to get his point of view on this. So this is what happened, right? Here's a, let me do a fast forward of Google Gemini. And I, I put all this into a Spanish laughing guy video. Some of you may have seen it at this Incredible, point. Incredible. Yeah. Elon reposted it. And that What's last that on 20 million views now. What I think it? it's at 40 million views now, but I don't know how they're counting Jesus the views on Christ. Twitter. But the whole point is this, I made a, a, a classic, El Racista videos. Everybody knows Spanish laughing guy. Legend. Uh, rest in peace, by the way. Um, so Google, blah, when did you leave Google? Uh, 2017, April. Beautiful. 2017 is where the story starts. The good old days. Go- yeah, Google. <laughs> Maybe Google. just past the good days, to be honest, but yeah. But pretty close. Well, actually, probably, yeah. you could probably, uh, for germane to this conversation, the 2016 election of Donald Trump probably changed a lot at Google because of the partisan a political lean of the company. Yeah. 2017, Google releases the Transformers paper. This is the underpinning for all generative AI. OpenAI is built on this research paper that came out of Google. Uh, it's called uh, Attention is All You Need. It's about, it's a technique used for ChatGPT, Claude, everything we're seeing now. 2014, Google obviously acquired DeepMind, right? We, we knew that Bilal was there. Actually, Bilal, do you remember when uh, Google acquired DeepMind? Was there hype? Yeah, it was hype when it happened. And that was way before, I think, right? 2014, 2014. Yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, I just remember hearing about it and being like, oh, AI, for a long time, uh, Larry Page and that, and Eric Schmidt, even back to Eric Schmidt, CEO, would say, we're becoming an AI company. Like, they said that way before. You were probably at the Friday, uh, when did they stop doing the Friday meeting? 
When I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if they, I don't know. When I was there, they still had it and they, turn, they changed it to Thursday eventually. But so Why? for people who don't know, they had a thing called TGIF and you could go. It was actually one of my favorite perks of being there when early on, especially because you could go, uh, if you were in Mountain View, you could go there and every week you could basically ask any question openly to the founders and different leadership teams. And every week they would do demos of this Android team's building this, Chrome's building this, X, Y, Z. So it was really transparent, open. But then what happened was as the company got bigger, people started leaking stuff. And so it slowly, you know, naturally became a little bit less open in that way. But I was actually quite impressed how they managed to keep that going with tens of thousands of people. That was Did you really ever ask a question? Mm, I don't think so. Maybe on like a dory where you submit question and okay. answers. Okay. I, I went live in person when I was in my interview a couple of times, but I didn't work in the office. So I didn't okay. go. I did ask in, in person when Eric Schmidt came to London, New York and stuff like that. Did you ask Eric Schmidt about his silent bedroom in his New York Manhattan apartment? I d- yeah, <laughs> I mean, that one was off limits, but he, he wasn't shy. He would be parading. He would be bringing guests. You know, when I'll be signing in, you know, my cousin comes to town. We go for a little Google lunch, show him the sushi bar. Eric Schmidt just be rolling through with a dime. You know what I mean? Just letting him know. Just letting him know. So uh, he definitely did All that. Right. But anyway, well, back that to, was a good detour. I think our yeah. listeners appreciate that. So Google is way ahead of the AI game is the whole point. And we've been, we've talked about it on and off in this podcast for last year. They, ChatGPT comes, just takes the mantle, right? Takes the AI mantle, takes the mind share. And, uh, and cause Google had been, you remember when Blau was still at Google, they were like winning at Go, winning at, uh, creating all these, uh, new discoveries with DeepMind. ChatGPT felt comes very up. academic though, right? Yeah, that, very academic. Yeah. ChatGPT, huge commercial success. Dolly, ETC. Everybody's like, where's Google? Where's Google? Uh, and as we've discussed in this podcast, as Bilal's explained, it's like Google's the greatest business model in history of mankind. The greatest business model in history of capitalism is the search ad model. And they, it's so clear that AI, the way ChatGPT gives you an answer, is deleterious to that search ad model, right? It's no longer 10 links. It's just gonna give you the answer now. So how are you gonna get people bidding against keywords if you're just getting the link? I mean, blah, is that broadly, does that compute? Yeah, I think that's the challenge. Uh, And I would argue that that doesn't mean you couldn't have advertising or some form of monetization. Would it be as lucrative though? That's what I'm asking. Maybe not because you're going, well, the Super Bowl, you pay a lot of money for the Super Bowl, right? So you you pay, there's, there's variance in price so the current way it works is an auction with where you're sharing the auction with others but if you said you well you get to be this one answer as a sponsored link maybe oh, maybe someone's willing to pay, pay more. more who knows what really matters is just how much time people are looking at exactly that's a good point. well actually let's talk through this yeah. guys because let's talk about the actual screen real estate here because obviously you want to be one of the first three but is it the first three links or what what yeah i guess there's so, a drop yeah. off well you want to be I one mean, of the, the yeah, you want to be in the top three because your click-through rate is, you know, 10 times Just like think about the mobile, time. right? Like how many- Yeah, people don't go below there? the fold. Like in the same yeah. way in organic search, you rarely go to the second page, right? You normally, most of the time is spent on the first page. But yeah. But the point is it could be disruptive, right? To this this money machine that they have. Yeah, it's, uh, definitely. So they've been waffling. And uh, something that's been bandied about is that Sundar Bachai is not a wartime CEO. Yeah. A great peacetime CEO. They got the money machine. He's handling it well. 
Whereas Satya Nadella came in at a time when Microsoft truly had to. What's his real name be, though, Trunk? What, what do you call him on the pod? Big Dick Satya. <laughs> there we go. So Satya rolls in when Microsoft <clears throat> missed mobile, missed internet, missed social. He turns all around, right? Centers it around cloud and the office suite. Sundar has just been milking the teat of this Google ad business. So they've been late to the game. Bard comes out. We talked about in this review. They finally dropped Bard, which is a chat GPT competitor, like a year, a bit a year after chat GPT. So they're late because they're obviously running through bureaucracy. And this past week when we found out why they were running through bureaucracy, yeah. what happened. So they faked the demo, found out. So Bard had this great demo from Sundar Pichai. We showed it here. Turned out they staged it. They're showing multimodal where he was talking over video, like showing a video of uh, something and asking what it was. And you're like, oh my God, this is like, it's like Bilal, because Bilal secretly on this show, every now and then he'll be like, Google Assistant. It's a great, it's a great tool. It's actually a great <laughs> tool. So we thought we had gotten Google Assistant from that uh, demo. Turns out they staged it. So everyone's just like, everyone's just like, what is going on with like Google, right? It's like, they're, they're a year late. They fumble the demo. And then this past weekend, Gemini comes out. So I'm going to ask you guys before I talk through why I think it was such an insane situation. What did you guys see? Let me start with Jack since uh, I've been, uh, me and Bilal have been chatting a bit. Jack, what did you see over this past weekend with Gemini? What were your thoughts? What do you understand of what happened? Everything I have uh, experienced from it has been on the Twitter timeline. Just so what did you like see? Ridiculous you, screenshots of the image images. prompt for the founding fathers or whatever. <laughs> or the founders uh, of Google. Yeah, yeah, Asian. just Sergey yeah, Bing and Larry. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hold on. Jack, keep going. <laughs> I'm going to pull up that one. That that one had. Tron got to say that one, not ruling. me. But, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, very good. That, well, that was about it. That's about the extent of it. I honestly wasn't even curious enough to go and look at it or try and generate anything myself. I just saw it was like. Yeah, it kind of seems about right based on, you know, where all the conversations we've been having over the last few years. Yeah. And well, what do you mean it seemed about right, though? Can you can you walk just like the culture Jesus of Christ. Google versus uh, <laughs> versus something like a, open a chat GPT or open sorry, open AI where. Um, yeah, it's just downstream of the culture. This I remember Celia worked there for a little bit and. Um, the one memory I have is like people going mad about like paper straws or something or plastic straws. It's like, it was just like 80 thread email of people oh, talking yeah. about that like sounds, it probably the politics of the like straws a... or something. It's like this, it, this place is lost, man. Mate, You're mate, done. Do, you know what, do, do you know what though? I'll be even in the good, good to like 2010, like probably before. And I'm generalizing here, but there's a threat, you know, like internal email lists, yeah, right? Yeah, there's yeah. one called MISC, like miscellaneous. And the stuff that would come in it, there's some legendary one. I can't remember, in Dublin, there was one about a sandwich. It felt like, you know, the Ross episode in Friends where yeah. someone took a sandwich. I actually watched that last night. <laughs> well, it was know, like that, so. but hundred, it was like a centipede. You know where it restarts the, the thing? Cause there was a hundred messages of engineers being like, this is immoral. Someone took this So There's always been some, some funny business yeah, going and on. That, I guess that is also like what happens to you when you figure something out so incredibly well that you are in this fat and happy position, right? The power laws that are applied, like you can't put a foot wrong until there's something like this where I know Disruption. we've reached this. Yeah, we've reached the, like 
it inverts the way people interact with your product where you don't have the native expertise of like creating the output. You're just indexing information typically. So the like Trung's video smartly captioned, oh, they should have had all this, they should have had this massive advantage because they have it, like scrub all this data and blah, What, well, it blah, got blah, Google, but, Gmail, YouTube, you said Trung, yeah? In your video? Just the yeah. greatest assets. In, and Reddit, I mean, YouTube, will end up, YouTube will end up saving them, won't it? Let's yeah, that's honest. the crazy thing. YouTube. Well, uh, let's let's pin that to where this will head because I agree yeah. with Jack. I think they're still gonna win, which is insane, right? It's like the, the, it just speaks to how big their moat is in certain parts, right? So back to uh, so, so just to clarify, it. Trunk, could you just you shared on the screen while yeah, Jack I'll share was talking? Right now. So, let's give the specifics around the DEI. So this is a real. This stuff. is a real thing, guys. Like uh, I thought, I thought it was shit. Wait, Jack, that's did so you think good. it was shit I mean, posting? Did you think some, of it, some of it I thought was, but like okay, it, it, was, so, it was getting hard to tell, which you know is uh, not well, a actually, good so I'll talk, so the listeners that are, so I've actually talked to a few more friends that are not nearly online as I am. They have no idea what's going on. So yeah, let, that's, that's let, a good point. Yeah. Let me actually walk through and handhold what's going on here. Yeah. A number of users started playing. So Gemini, so Gemini 1.0 is the publicly available model. You can log in now with your Gmail account. What's crazy is they released it at the same time as Gemini 1.5 Pro, I mean, the worst naming conventions. We've joked about their chatting stuff. Gemini 1.5 Pro is an absolute beast. It's a 1 million token window. And what that means basically is that I think four tokens is about equivalent to a word or four tokens is equivalent to about three words. So think about that way, right? It can basically ingest a textbook and you can query it. And the largest competing models are a 10th of that size, like for a context window which just basically means it's fucking powerful. That's all you need to know. But it gets, comp uh, do you guys ever follow uh, Lulu Maservi Cheng? She was the former uh, comms uh, person at a, she's great. She's amazing. Get Flack is a newsletter. She was at uh, Activision on the comms, uh, like leading the comms team. But she had this great tweet. She's basically like, what people don't understand about this Gemini disaster is, it's not bad for just consumers. It's awful for recruiting because Think about this model that I'm just explaining to you, the Gemini Pro one. So the good one is so confusing. This thing comes out, but no one's talking about it because yeah. of this image generation fiasco. And just to put a pin on this image thing, Jack had mentioned 18th century uh, UK royals. That was one. I mean, you guys are from England. That's hysterical. I mean, if Rafa can put that up, it was a, it was a photo. Hey, it's a nice photo, but it's of black female royalty, which I can tell you right That's now based yeah. on... My my modicum of history research did not exist in the UK at that time. Yeah. Other ones, 1940s German soldiers. Everybody knows that means Hitler. I mean, uh, Hitler's Nazis and Nazi German soldiers. They wouldn't show, right? Just to there clarify, Asian, it wasn't showing any there's of There's an pictures. Asian Nazi show, uh, soldier, Asian female Nazi soldier, a black, a brown female Nazi soldier. Just like the most insane stuff ever. They wouldn't do white Vikings. And then if you actually, if you uh, look at some of these screenshots, what was actually happening? was Google was injecting the word diverse into your query, which if yeah. you think about it, is insane. So they're taking whatever you're asking for. You're, let's say you, uh, the listener, is saying, can I get a photo of a 13th century Viking? They're literally appending the word diverse. I'm just cracking up at Jack's grin this whole time. <laughs> wait, wait, Jack. Jack. I want to hear Jack's thoughts wait, Jack, live what right are, now. What are your thoughts? Are you <laughs> laughing at the injection of the word diverse? I just find the whole thing hilarious. It's, it is, it's objectively it's like hilarious. It's your enthusiasm no, dude, episode yeah. on a like global skit. scale. But do you want yeah. to know, like, do you know why we know it's diverse? Because literally the output set here is a diverse set of photos. You're like, wait a second. It's a, it's a little bit of a like ninja maneuver. But if you're actually paying attention as the user, you're like, wait, 
I didn't ask for a diverse set of photos. I well, asked and this for is, I think the other thing to like the second order line of thought on something like this is like, how does, how has this level of quote unquote curation affected everything else or all of the rest of the information that goes through Google? Like for, for you to assume that these platforms are neutral is just completely bonkers. And this is like a symptom down the line showing you that that is completely It's the tip factual, of the iceberg, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the tip of the, dude, this is somebody, people have been calling themselves for years, by the way. In 2019, Douglas Murray, uh, I don't know if you guys know him, very famous UK commentator. I mean, he's a great speaker. Yeah, I've seen him, yeah. Dude, he made this, in his book, he wrote, I want you to Google. He wrote this in 2019. Google happy white couples in Google images. And you will get, I've, I tried it. He's actually, it was true. He wasn't just saying this. You get diverse couples. White guy, Asian. White guy, black chick. Black dude, uh, brown uh, lady. You get yeah, the I'm doing mix. it right now, actually. It's actually You see what I'm saying? I've never done that before. So, I'm I don't know, here. I don't know if they figure, okay, so you write happy white couple. Look at this, okay. This, I can't There's believe this is still down, up. Yeah. Okay, no, but yeah. look at the top. We're talking top fold. Interracial couples, right? That's not what you asked Multi-ethnic couple. Okay, now do this. Go, go write happy black couple. Mm, yeah. Every black okay, every single image. Listen, the thumb is on the scale here, man. It just clearly is, right? And yeah. uh there okay, for the listeners that didn't see it, Blau just did happy black, white couple, happy black couple, happy Asian couple. Every for Asian and black, all it was was that race and that couple. For happy white couple, everything was interracial and and some pictures didn't even have a white person in it. The thumb has been on the scale for many years. Now, granted, let me ask, okay, Bilal, you work as an organization. I'm not saying you would know, but what, why would something like this happen? Why, what, what's going on within these organizations where you would want that type of result? Why somebody would want to put their thumb on the scale? Yeah, I, I, it's a good question. I think, first of all, I'm just going to clarify up front yeah, my position there. on you this. You have no idea. Yeah. No, no, but no, no, no. I have some ideas because I've asked some people and they've given some good Ooh. context. Uh, but what I'll say is just my opinion on all this up front is they completely fumbled the bag. Like they messed up significantly. It's an overcorrection for a counter example I'll share in a second um, where they had to be careful because of stuff that's happened in the past. And so, yeah, I, I clearly obviously don't agree with it. I think it's silly. They've, yeah, and it, the specific thing which I didn't like was like, you could ask, that even in the text version, you could say reasons to be proud to be black or brown or whatever, and it would give you reasons. And you could say reasons to be proud to be white, and it would give this big kind of like lecture almost to be like, this is dangerous and stuff like that. So, it, you know, there, it, there's a lot of parts to this, but specifically, I will give a counterpoint which someone shared with me who does work there. So I'm not going to try to read it verbatim, but... um They'd shared with me that, remember in 2015, this is some time ago, and uh, I'm just going to share my screen here real quick. Do you remember this headline? So I'm just reading it out. This is on Forbes. Google Photos tags two African-Americans as gorillas through facial recognition software. I do remember, software. yes. Right, so this is quite an important uh, counterexample of what they were trying to avoid, essentially, right? With that context, that was some time ago, almost 10 years ago. Now, like we've talked about this on the pod where... I said quite early with OpenAI, I said they can do stuff that Google can't and other big companies can't because they're smaller, they're more nimble. When they make a mistake, people are going to say, oh, they're a startup. You know, they can break things. It's not a big deal. Whereas a bigger company, you're going to get, 
more scrutiny because you're already expecting them to mess up. So I think my general take on this is Google kind of can't win with the PR of this either way because if they take extra time to get it right, they're gonna they're gonna be like, oh, they're moving so slowly. And it, when they release stuff when it's not really ready, there's gonna be stuff that breaks like this and it's gonna look really bad for them. That doesn't excuse this though. Like this is just a very obvious, you know, misstep. And just, I know like Sundar is very much involved with this stuff, obviously, right? He's not only like involved with it. He's pretty much like the PM on this, right? Like he's like the, he's very heavily like on the calls, knows what's going on from what I hear from so people. So he needs to take, like he, like this yeah, is on I, him. Yeah. This and and on, I, yeah. Yeah, I do think like a lot of people have been saying how Google are moving very slowly and they are moving slowly compared to an open AI, which is, you know, hundredth of the size in terms of people, I'm sure. Um, but like from what I've heard, even just the rebrand from Bard to Gemini happened in a matter of weeks, which for a company of Google size, if you think of like every single market, all the different, you know, trademark stuff in different regions. Like, first of all, the word Gemini also like, is a generic word that is used. First of all, there's another company called Gemini, right? And there's and there's there's a lot of issues with that alone. But just from what I heard from the rebrand alone, there was so much to do that wasn't getting done in time because it was basically around Super Bowl, right? So there's there's a lot of issues that I've just been seeing from the outside. Um, and so my expectation was, oh, there's going to be this times another hundred examples of where they're messing up, and they they're just too big at this point for them to be able to just be like, oh, well, we messed up. We're going to fix it now because the, the the damage is done in a way, you know? Um, though kind of what you said there, Trung, I think is important. Like my kind of general take on it was they messed up, but in situations like this, things normally aren't as bad as they seem and they're not as good as they seem. Like there's still a very long way to go in who's going to win in the AI battles. And like you said, most normal people have no idea this even happened. Yeah. Right? So, uh, but the influencer, like the early adopter technology crowd, are very much aware of this. Ben Thompson's writing about it. Paul Graham's tweeting about it. Elon's posting about it. Like our world is very much looking at this as Google messing up significantly because they have. And so either way, they're not in a good position. Now to answer your uh, actual question, which was how does this even happen? That's why I brought up that counter example because at some point when that Google Photos thing happened, you can imagine like if I was an African-American employee or just any employee, I'd be like, wait a minute, this is bad. Like someone needs to flag this. This can't happen. And so when you're now creating products with that as context, you're going to be extra careful. But then comes all the bureaucracy. Then you can't, you're going to hire, as you said in your video, 20 you know, DEI directors in every meeting trying to flag. Well, every time there's an image, it needs to be diverse. And here's the theory around what diversity means, etc. And so that has just infiltrated not just Google, like a lot of the big tech companies have this issue because they are generally left-leaning companies, right? Like Meta has the same thing. I'm pretty sure Microsoft has a lot of employees that are very similar as well. So I think the the problem though is at the leadership level. Like you have to say, I feel like Sundar, like you said, is a bit of a you know peacetime CEO in this case. Like when things were good, he was doing great. And when he needs to say, well, actually we need to change the culture here. I don't know if he's the right person to do that. You know, so yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel like it's actually happened. No, I, dude, that was a great, I mean, great counterexample, by the way. There's a very, uh, because uh, you could imagine you're in the meeting right now. Imagine these Gemini meetings. That thing probably got pulled up a hundred times. Oh, yeah. It's like, listen, guys, we can't we have can't this. We can't have happening. this. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I'll, I'll say something about the text model because we didn't mention that yet. You, you mentioned it briefly, but so Bilal had mentioned that the text model, so the image model thing kind of blows over, which I did in, <laughs> in the tweet. And then the next day, obviously, like if we're being honest here, Elon's trying to compete with Google on many dimensions here. Yeah. AI, video, he said he's going to launch a Gmail product called Xmail. Like, he's like, uh, he's, he's clearly, obviously has reasons for pumping the, the biased na- narrative of uh, Google. But it's so clear with, uh, I, I think what Jack, what you said is like, it's very different, or Blau said, retrieving information versus actually creating something. Like, it exposed so much the flaws of this organization. Yeah. And just, I, I just want to be clear here. If it was the other way, if everything was right-leaning, that would be just as bad. The whole point is that there's any thumb on any scale here is the problem. Like, that needs to, like, I, I'm not making a left or right point here. But in recent years, much more the progressive side has been what's infiltrated these organizations. Uh, the, the woke ideology is much more prominent in corporates, uh, in, in, in product you know, inputs. So the texting, the other part that was very viral that a lot of people saw, uh, again, as Jack had mentioned, like this is just whatever is fed through you on the, the timeline because these things took over the timeline. It was, what is the lowest, I mean, what is the joke about uh, uh, internet discourse? Well, did you guys know the law where everything ends up being Hitler? Well, what is that joke? Like every internet argument ends up somebody getting called Hitler, right? Well, that was the, what was the Microsoft thing that was tweeting a few oh, yeah, years Tay, ago? That Tay, uh, Tay, the chatbot, started oh, yeah. tweeting about Hitler because it was manipulated by the users. 24 like hours it took for it to yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah. the whole point is that like everyone knows, the, the one thing that everyone should probably agree on, which up to even like a couple of years ago, I thought was universal. Hitler's a bad dude. Like top five worst human being in the history of mankind, right? You can put Stalin up there. You can put whatever. Uh, Stalin, Mao, Hitler. Like that, there's like this Mount Rushmore of bad people, right? Hitler's typically known to be the, the worst or is perceived to uh, believe by very many, uh, understandably and fairly. Freaking Gemini can't even answer is Hitler or Elon worse, right? They can't even answer this question. It was, it's like when Jack was laughing earlier, that this is like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. That is exactly it. It literally, it, I think the response was, what's worse, Hitler or Elon tweeting memes? And then the Gemini response was something along the lines of, that's a complex question that com- requires careful consideration. And people are just losing their I just fairly. I it's mean, what's insane. mad to me is like, how does how how are you even writing a code base that generates that answer? Right. Like, what is the information that yeah. is it is it is it prioritizing news sources that have a negative slant on mm. Elon, Elon Tesla, whatever? I'm assuming, right? It has to be that, but um, Ultimately, all of this stuff is downstream of the bias of whoever's writing it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's, uh, I don't know, I'm a huge misconception that anything runs on like raw data or anything neutral, is like or anything truly what? neutral. It's just Jack, like as soon good... as somebody has their hands on the keyboard, it's not. Well, Jack, I think that's a really good point because even. The OpenAI, like when OpenAI ChatGPT came out, I remember people were sharing back then. Like if you ask it about Biden or you ask it about Trump, like one it wants or one it won't. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a one out of 10 problem compared to what this was. This is a 10 out of 10 mess up. Yeah, so yeah, there, yeah. That, but there was a similar direction of, 
you know, ChatGPT doesn't get it right always either. And there were examples this week people were sharing similarly saying, oh, this also is not answering correctly here. It's just this one was so visibly wrong that you're yeah. like, okay, this is so clearly a diversity part. Well, and, and it's to, been, it's been like over egged. Yeah, yeah. It's like shoehorned in. It's like, you know, they built the model and they're like, well, wait a minute, anything to do with race, we need to use this Whack ideology. Whack it on top. Whack yeah, yeah. it on top, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. They literally just shoved, because well, the word is pumped Incredible. injection. They're injecting, you're right, that's why Jack, that's so funny because Jack was literally laughing at the thought. Because actually you have to think about it. Because you, know, like, you know it was like a week before or something, like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh shit, yeah. <laughs> but what Jack, the other thing is here is, I think there's a differentiation between um, ideas that are like actual facts of like, for example, the race of the founders of Google is a fact, right? Like, yeah, as yeah, in, yeah. Fair. and so like they have a ethnic background and I guess the, the idea is- Sergey Bing! Oh, that's the best. Yeah, so that that's hilarious. But I guess the, and I obviously don't agree with this, but the people who are very left-leaning woke would say, oh, race is a social construct or some something like that and it's more comp complex or whatever so i don't know enough about it. i haven't read the book right but like the point here is it seems pretty obvious that you could scan wikipedia you could say sergey comes from this background larry comes from this background they look like this and we probably have their 23 and me data by this point let's be you know his wife started 23 and me he's definitely taken it so it's just one of those weird things that's an actual like close to a fact as you can get versus like an idea, like, and on the All In pod, they did give a few good examples I wrote down here about like um, more controversial stuff, like the flat earth theory, right? Like we all would agree the earth is not flat. But if you start training the models using all the stuff on the internet, like once in a while, you're going to get a, in air quotes, conspiracy theory that ends up being correct. Like they, they also talked about Alex Jones talking about um, like the example I think of is he's been talking about Epstein and stuff for a long time. If we didn't want to get flagged already on YouTube, I just had to throw that in there. Um, so yeah, if, if if you start asking questions about that before things are confirmed, like you can, there's at least some nuance in those conversations, right? But like, mm -hmm. what is the race of the founding fathers is is pretty straightforward thing. So uh, yeah, I don't know how. It's how a they can I mean, it's just it's just such a mental thing to build too. Like just to like expect it to be like, this is not, this is going beyond obviously everything we've talked about where it's making like obvious errors or obviously, you know, being injected with influences that make things more untrue, but like putting your brand and your name that is traded, you know, a trillion dollars of value around the world, and letting literally anybody with a keyboard generate an output next to your logo is a is a mental idea. It's actually it? insane. But and it's why I mean, Microsoft like, is is like way better positioned doing it as like a acquirer. Yeah. 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 As like, oh, those guys, we need to really sort those guys out, man. That, that's like <laughs> yeah, they've yeah, gone yeah, off yeah. east a little bit. Whereas Google's sticking the G up in the top left corner. It's like, yeah, these guys are morons. Jack thinks of uh, the logo. Like no, the but he's right logo though. He's yeah, thinking 100%. about the, um, I mean, okay. I think we can, look, what we can slightly pivot into why, what Jack had mentioned earlier, why, I mean, Google is just so well-placed. Still are, right? And, uh, but the thing I would say from a branding standpoint though, and I'll, I'll put it to you guys. So this is the battle basically. 
we know the power of defaults. This is why Google pays Apple $20 billion a year or whatever to be the default search engine on Safari. <laughs> I haven't changed my behavior one iota. I'm still on Google. I'm still using Gmail. I'm still using YouTube, right? And I know they're biased. <laughs> Like I know, I know I'm not getting the perfectly uh, straight neutral result, but my brain for 15 years has been trained on hitting the G in the search bar, auto completing to Google and going forward, right? I mean, does this, and it should, but does this actually puncture what their mission is supposed to be, which is to organize the world's information and make it useful? I think it should, but I don't think it will. No, definitely. And and we're like the Twitter addicted technology news funnel, blah, 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 blah. This like won't even make it. It's not even that interesting for a lot, yeah. like a lot of people, right? It's like like oh, they had this feature, there was a hundred yeah. tweets about it and they took the feature down and they'll fix it. Yeah. And then like it, it roars up in these like real niche communities, but Google brat, like, Google is the verb that you use to look up information, right? Even if it's wrong, people are still going to go through that. Like that language pathway yeah. to access that stuff for a long, long, long time. I think we even saw the like for or the plateau of chat GPT relative to Google. Even it like maxed out in the technology crowd. And then it's like, how do we get this behavior into? Well, here's a great people? point to, Look at Bing's search market share. It's unchanged. Yeah. Yeah. After everything that's happened, that's wow, unchanged. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I mean? It's like, I think you gained like a 0.01%. Dude, so this goes to the point about, for as insane as all this is, I'm being a hypocrite by saying, I'm not changing my behavior at all. That's what's so crazy about it. And then the Google, and add on Jack's point where who actually cared about this was like 0.01% of the population that are so yeah. addicted to Twitter, right? And X, and they're just having a blast over the weekend, uh, laughing about this, uh, and a bunch of culture warriors. But like, the regular person's got way more bigger fish to fry, right? Like yeah. they don't care that their Google image search results is slightly tilted. They actually don't have time to care about that. So you I add that on top of- Go on, go on, go on, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you add that on top of the eight products with a billion users, you add it on top of, we mentioned it, YouTube. I think, Jack, you said it. YouTube is the greatest training data in the, what is it, 100 hours a minute you uploaded of vid, video training data, which has audio, video of movements and gets captioned. There's nothing more powerful than that. They're so, they have their own chips for God's sakes. They yeah, it says 500 tensor. hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every minute. Oh, I said a hundred hours, a hundred an hour, dude. So this I'm is like an order hours of a magnitude. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Three point seven million new videos every day, which, like you said, sight, sound, and motion. Like in terms of training data, like obviously Reddit, we're gonna come to in a minute. Interesting because it's like upvoted by humans and stuff like that. Twitter, the only one that's comparable, I'd say, is a Tesla, a, a, a visual, like oh, a got movement, it. like the right? real world. You mean? Yeah, 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 the real world. So like. It, as a unique data set, you're right though. Like Twitter has a unique one, Reddit has a unique one, but like the YouTube video, I mean, it's insane what these guys have. Yeah. And so uh, that's a good way to pin it there. I do think what you said there, I agree with in terms of the only kind of caveat uh, change I'd make is your point around, I still use Google. I still use Google Chrome. And my point to that is kind of what we always say on the show, like your behavior says more than our words, right? So like, 
if there was a better search engine that actually works consistently and is as convenient and all the different value propositions that Google has works on your iPhone, works, you know, all, everywhere, you'd be using it because it's a it's an easy switch. Like DuckDuckGo is there if you really love it or if you really care about privacy, this Bing has the AI stuff added into it, but we aren't using it, right? And so there are switching costs with like, let's say Gmail, there's more of a switching cost there, but a search engine, there's not much of a switching cost. You just open a tab, type in a new thing that you care about. Gmail, you've got your contacts, all your history, Google Photos, you've got a bunch of stuff in there. But like YouTube, again, like there are alternatives to YouTube, but we they're not really doing much because they're not, they don't have the scale of YouTube. And we've seen that even with like what Joe Rogan's done now coming back to YouTube and the podcast app on Apple, et cetera. They, there's a benefit for them to be on these massive platforms. So I do think long-term, I don't think I'm like betting against a company like going to zero, obviously, but I do think they have a massive challenge just culturally. And that is beyond just Google. Like a lot of tech has this. And I'll be honest, I work with startup, yeah? Like I've worked with like venture-backed startups for the last five years, you know, gone to billion dollar valuations from seed round. They have similar problems. Like I'd, I would be in meetings there and the stuff that people would say, I'm like, I, I'm so glad I don't work here full time because I, agree, I couldn't, dude. you know, it's the set. And I, you know, I don't it mean doesn't just have to be 50,000 companies. Well, dude, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll parrot your point. I'll, yeah. I agree with you. I was at a 40 person startup and there are these problems. Yeah. Even oh, at boys. a 40% Slack thing, channels. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'll give you a Michael Saylor quote that relates uh, to this. What did it, what was the end of our Michael Saylor episode? You wake up every day, there's someone hungrier than you with more yeah. energy than you that's coming for what you have, mate. There you go. <laughs> no, and this is it on every scale. Well, let's pull the lesson though, the, the additional part uh, that Jack mentioned. He also said, that's why you should focus on one thing. He's like, Laserized. Laserized. As soon as you, name, yeah. as Laserized. soon as you think you can do that second thing, wrong. Stop. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> it's a great advice, man. It's it is, like it, it everybody is outgrows it too. It's, it's unbelievable, dude. This and with them, like I guess the like even the way to approach that is like be the best search engine or like to to find the best information. It's funny, like you could have taken a different approach where it's like curating the stuff that people make versus amalgamating some answer. Answer. From- well, that that's a good point, Jack, because last point I had on this, I've written in my notes is like what the experience of this should actually look like because we used, that's kind of what Google search was though, right? Or is, is Supposed you to ask be, yeah. a question and it's, yeah, and it's telling you this is what the internet is saying around this topic. You can choose what you want to click. Whereas ChatGPT, Bard or Gemini, et cetera, they're like, well, actually, we've read the whole internet and here's a summary in one line or 10 lines, whatever you ask for. And that is, we've seen even, you know, as much as ChatGPT is way better for most things, we see the hallucinations in ChatGPT too, oh, right? Yeah. When, you're, when you're reading it, you're like, wait a minute, that that isn't right. And then you go and search and you're like, actually, that was completely made up. So th- that isn't, that's going to be a, a problem for all of these guys to figure out. And the the question is like, what should that experience look like that it's actually useful? And uh, I can't. Maybe it was either Ben Thompson or uh, All In guys were talking about like at least adding citations, and sh- for these topics that isn't a, a straightforward answer. Like basically, when there's a, a nuanced answer, you want to give the summary of what you think, but maybe you want to give some citations and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, 
who reads more than the headline? Like not most people, right? So the ultimate, they want to give the shortest answer that makes the user feel like they got the right answer. So that's kind of an incentive problem here as well because that's how they need to develop it. Can I pose a question for you, boys? Yes, please. How does this change like incentives for publishing websites? So I think you're starting to see it in news already, right? Is that the business model is not necessarily sustainable at scale. And in my mind, this idea of like making your little niche website now is much less appealing and interesting, you know, fighting to get yourself to the top of the Google rankings for this keyword when the stuff that you produce is just going to be abstracted away into a Google branded answer. So the downstream effects of this, I'm not saying this is happening like today or next year, but this is obviously the the longer term trend is is to strip the raw data out and present it as their own, which in my mind to, you know, beat the dead horse, bang the drum that I keep going on about is like it pushes everybody to more real time platforms like X, like YouTube, like you know, the contributions to like building this big repository of data that is only accessible via a URL that requires somebody to wake up and type the URL into a browser is going to be like installing Windows 95 on floppy disks in a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Equivalent, yeah. Dude, right? You're, I, I mean, dude, I agree 100% agree with you. It's awful. It's, if we're being quite frank, it's yeah, awful. Yeah, it makes the internet, like it really is not the promise of the internet, right? It's like, yeah culturally this monolithic thing where you're getting like the hodgepodge of mediocrity back as an answer as opposed to you know let's think of an example that would be relevant to the pod like a morgan housel's blog for example like if you're like reading through google search results you go to page i don't know you're looking at like some investing keyword and you get to like page three or four, you discover some great writer through that and you become a subscriber to their blog, newsletter, whatever else. The serendipity of it all is being reduced, or at least in theory, that's how I'm thinking through it. Yeah. Via something like this where, or it's just being pushed to a different place, right? Where that I, stuff would just yeah. get published direct to audience as opposed to trying well, to get ranked on some platform we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago with the death of media the, the, all these firings that, I mean, between since the episode buzzfeed and vice are disasters i think vice has shut down the website um like these some incredible tweets media. around that right of the, oh, the compilation goodness, of vice dude. headlines yeah oh like how it went oh my god complete, yeah. that one tweet where somebody put like 30 uh vice headlines it was like the most clickbaity <laughs> like so like it, compared it, to what they used to do as well, because yeah. they used to do the most cutting because edge, like forget, amazing yeah. stuff. Oh, I used to. Vice, yeah. Vice started as a physical, like the guys would magazine, publish yeah. the magazine in Montreal, yeah. right, and just drop it off at the skate shops. Like these guys and, were and those documentaries, animals. man, like some of the old video documentaries they did. Like uh, I remember one of the co-founders is uh, Pakistani, I think Canadian Pakistani, but they went to Pakistan, and I've been to Pakistan, like you know, 10 times or something. And I had never seen any of this stuff, right? Like they're going, they're, <laughs> they're interviewing an assassin, like they're going on a motorbike with him, ten, you know, you they charge $50 for it. Yeah, oh, it was the, so good. The early HBO stuff they did, it's like, oh, oh man. Mad. 
Yeah. Or even the food stuff, like the Eddie Wang. Uh, I think they, yeah, they did that, right? Eddie Wong and uh, well, the food and uh, Action uh, Bronson. Hip hop stuff. Yeah, Action Bronson. Action Bronson stuff was great on it. I think he still does stuff for them, but oh, he does it himself. There was a little and, ideological capture happening over there, right? Yeah, yeah, the exactly. Thesis. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was the other thing we wanted to ask? Oh, yeah. So, Jack, the last thing I'd say to Jack's point uh, before uh, Bilal, you could pin that move to Reddit is, uh, was, uh, Oh yeah, uh, it, we're talking nation states and uh, and city states, which is what we said. Empires. You have the New York Times, and then individual substackers that are crushing it. But mm. the sad, the difficult thing I'd say is this: you have to be able to build a brand now, and doing that takes a lot of energy. It's a different skill set almost. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I was going to say one last line on that as well, Jack. To you, to you saying about Morgan Housel's blog being on page seven or whatever, is oh, that yeah, was so. the same idea when social came around too in a way in that the value accrued to the platform so value yeah. in air quotes though because you could say a follow account is value for you and you're great both of you are good examples of building businesses and you know a whole life from doing that even me in my small example and so there's there is an example of like when social came things adjusted and uh wait you're right well, who's doing it? is this jack it was me, yeah, finance, right? but yeah example of and so even with that, with social, like w things changed, but Google still was around and Google's as big as it's ever been. So in terms of actual search traffic and discovery for people like Morgan Housel, they've built whole careers off, you know, honestly, a lot of their stuff is from SEO and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I would say with this next wave, you're, you, I agree with you that a lot of that is going to be summarized in a Google Gemini or chat GPT uh, answer. But over time, if the market demands it, there will be, they need to create incentives for people to still create those things. So whether that's yeah. going to be a Reddit style thing where you get karma points or whatever it's called, um, or you're, you know, building a social following, or maybe the next metric would be, oh, I've got a citation in Google Bar, uh, Google Gemini, or yeah. think kind of like academic papers, which is how Google started, right? It was like backlinks are essentially citations in jstor or like academic papers yeah, yeah, yeah. so maybe that's something I, I think those things need to be designed for the future so i personally don't think it will necessarily have to be a problem it would just a ch it would just change again and well, so we'll have social we'll have yeah go on oh sorry i was just gonna say what else is is like i guess interesting to think about is like the the interaction is so embedded in like the way people are used to interacting with the technology where remember ask Jeeves. Oh yeah. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, still around. It's, yeah. 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 It's still around. And it like, it functions exactly the same way as any other search engine, but you like would, would format your uh, query as a question and it's still yeah. just sending you to a web page. And it's <laughs> like, it's a really <laughs> funny way to frame it. Go yeah. on. Do you know, well, God, just really quickly, do you know, Ask Jeeves was one of the biggest Google clients because they literally bought traffic on Google, took them to their own search engine and then monetized the click. So they were, they were like an arbitrage business. It's the most incredible story. Man, is, you got to do a proper, you got to do a proper little breakdown. Oh my that. God. Funny. But yeah, Ask yeah. Jeeves, those ads were incredible too. Do you remember well, that? And that like, I guess my, the thing I would be curious to watch is like, what's the divergence between people who still want to get the list and pick for themselves versus because nobody uses the I'm feeling lucky button, right? Do you know the stats on that? Yeah, below? probably small. I, I don't know. But it also hurt the blue links business. I think they got rid of it because you're not getting the bid on that anymore. 
because that's what a, that's what the AI thing is really. It's just like yeah. that plus a diversity prompt right now, right? <laughs> and a wrong answer. Whatever your search is, <laughs> diverse. Yeah. Well, you don't but want to what? Yeah, that, that's I'm just saying that that hasn't caught on, and that might be the reason why the Bing market share hasn't increased. Why the Chat GPT thing outside of like the technology circle where you're like getting excited about how many tokens it's using to get you an answer or whatever. Like the average person is like looking at, I want just show me some options and I'll pick the one that looks the best to me. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's really like, what, is it what useful comes or down not? to. Like what we say about crypto all the time. It's like, like I will say, I did see with my parents that I showed them how to use it like maybe a year ago or whenever. And they, they love it. Like they use it for recipes and stuff like that. Oh, chat GPT. Yeah. But they that's still cool. use Google way more, obviously. So long term, you're right. Like there is a segment of queries that are going to chat GPT, but I think the long-term play for them is outside of just the consumer. It's like, they're going to make crazy money. Yeah. Yeah. Working with yeah. yeah enterprise and everyone's going to be using their stuff in all their products. So they're, yeah. they're going to be fine, but it's funny that, yeah, it's just like the consumer narrative or like the easiest retrofit of like, Google search is dead forever is yeah, like yeah. the way it comes <laughs> yeah. out of the gate. Exactly. Yeah. And then you like sort of sit with it for a few months and you're like, you know what? Actually, I'm rarely like, I'm identifying which one of those things I'm going to use before I even ask the question. Like, yeah, the only thing I'm using chat GPT for is like, help me debug this thing. Or how do I write this, you know, very specific prompt for whatever versus show me a list of stuff and let me pick with my yeah. expertise in the internet and my own taste. You're advanced searcher over here. Jack exactly. uses the air quotes and everything. All nah, right, boy, should not. we, um, should we just do the last one? Are you right for time? Yeah, let, let, yeah let's jump into Reddit. I mean, it's such a good topic. Yeah, uh, that let me was just great. That was a great topic. But well, here, um, so well, quick question on, you uh, do for everyone. Reddit, yes or no question. Will Sundar Bachai still be CEO of Google in six months? I'm going to say no. That's my answer. Jack, below. Probably Go on, no. Jack. What do you say? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. I'll say probably not, though they might do a hack where he becomes like Alphabet or something or like something on a the chairman board. of Alphabet. Yeah. 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 Where he's on the side, but they need to bring a new guy. I could see, I could see Sergey Brin or Larry Page coming back, to be honest. That I would mean, be sick. I would love I, that. I could see that happening. Um, all right. So let's get into Reddit. Uh, we, well, here's a segue. This is a, we won't be as meaty because we just went so deep on Gemini, but yeah. we're talking about, I'll start with a funny meme. Oh, for this one is, uh, uh, I don't, you guys saw this, right? You guys shared it. <laughs> this is from, yeah, oh, this this is from Sebastian yeah. DeWitt. Hi folks. I'm the Reddit CEO. Just looking for a quick budget check. We're going to IPO soon, but we're losing money somehow. Servers, 20 million. Payroll, 60 million. Office rent, 5 million. My comp, 193 million. Someone please help me. My website is dying. <laughs> so, That's so for, good. For people that don't get it, the uh, so the, the two main memes that came out oh. of the uh, listing of Reddit. So number one was that Reddit had in its risk factors that uh, it could become a meme stock. <laughs> which increases volatility, which will definitely happen. The other thing, because of Wall Street bets, obviously. The and other they've thing written it in up, there, so it's, they've made it happen yeah, just by doing that. Yeah. Exactly. They're, uh, they're, they're uh, reflexivity, right? They're George sourcing it. So the other thing that uh, Wall Street bets was mentioned five times in there. So shout out to our boy Tanay. Uh, we mentioned him in every time there's a S1 that comes out for an IPO listing. We hit yeah, he does a good job of that. He yeah. dropped a great one yesterday. I, I have some notes from his piece here.
Pierre. But uh, the other one, the other big news piece, which is referenced in this tweet, was uh, so Steve Hoffman, a co-founder uh, of Reddit. So I did with Alexis Ohanian, right? Those yeah, two. founder with Alexis Ohanian and some uh, 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 other individuals. Um, uh, Aaron Schwartz, the, uh, unfortunately, the one that uh, uh, really passed away, hacker that uh, killed himself after MIT uh, basically had the feds hit him up for uh, hacking in a JSTOR. Crazy story. But, anyways, the whole point is this found in 2005, sold to Condé Nast. Speaking of dead media, Condé Nast had no idea what speaking to do. Speaking of dead media, yeah. <laughs> they, they had, had no idea what to do with this thing. Love sold that. it back. Uh, Huffman uh, was brought back in as CEO. Him and Alexis Ohanian actually had a falling out over a Black yeah. Lives Matter. Uh, if, if anybody read the S1, he doesn't even mention Alexis Ohanian in the, the CEO's oh, wow. letter. Does not mention Alexis Ohanian. I didn't realize that. Yeah, in the, in the letter. So uh, the, he's getting paid $193 million. Uh, and which, which nice. is a little, for context he, is way more than no, no. What? For yeah, it's it's that's about as much as Tim Cook and like Sergey as uh, Tim Cook and Sundar Pichai combined, right? And Apple like Reddit, and Google CEO, yeah, yeah. that's wild. Apple is uh, oh, a lot of that's in equity, right? I, I think Sundar is fifty-five or sixty or seventy or something, right? Yeah, it's something crazy. But, but uh, he's basically getting paid twice that. Twice that in in, in a lot of stock based almost, comp. yeah. Yeah, that's so it's crazy. Wild. So people. Because the running joke was this. So uh, 2023, Reddit made $800 million and it lost 90 mil uh, bottom line. And people were just like, just take a pay cut. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. You would have been profitable. <laughs> no, but the, I mean, a lot of that stock-based comp, the other part of it is they spent, people will laugh. So I'm going to say this and I want you guys' instant reaction. 55% of revenue went to R&D. Why is that funny? Because they haven't done anything with the website. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that yeah. literally looks the <laughs> it looks same. The same yeah. <laughs> so, so everyone's looking at that number. They're like, "Oh, there's actually." So that's actually. Well, bullish. they were dicking like, about with NFTs last year. That's probably a lot <laughs> that's of. True, oh, right? that's a lot of money on that. That's true. So they were. Uh, that was really funny. They're just like, "Oh, they can just chop this R and D. They'll be profitable, right?" Like that's as simple as that. Um, so that's the preamble. Uh, uh, two more numbers I'll throw out there is. Um, 70 million daily active users, which is obviously a fraction of IG, 500 million. Uh, Twitter is about 200 million. Uh, Meta is about 2 billion. Uh, and then the other number is they have 100,000 communities. Uh, sorry, more than that. Uh, they have, but what I do is they have 60,000 moderators, unpaid moderators. So people are just like, these moderators run. I mean, we had uh, my boy Rob on here to talk about NFT when it launched. So I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to throw a very pointed question and Bilal, and then I want Jack's thoughts on everything we just kind of dropped and his thoughts on this IPO, non-investment advice. Bilal, where does Reddit fit in the digital ad market? What's your experience with that? I know you've done a few campaigns. Yeah, I've used there. it before, actually. Okay, so um, hit, hit us. I think what, if you think about different digital advertising, there's different categories. So you think of search, video, and then social. And then this, I would put in between social and display advertising. Display, you think of like banners on the internet, videos on the internet, on content sites. I would say it's in between because what you have here is like deep communities. So as a marketer, I'm looking at what are the signals I can use to reach people. On Facebook, you get lots of interest-based stuff and you know all the user stuff they farm essentially. Google, you get search intent, which is you know really important. YouTube, you get scale and in interest. But the cool thing with... with um, Reddit is not just inferred interest. It's it's not like we think they are into 
cars, classic cars, because they've watched a YouTube video on it. It's like they're in the classic cars subreddit. And so like that, I actually really have liked that as a marketer because I think, you know, there's certain subreddits that are so specific to what you're trying to sell or get awareness for that it can make a lot of sense. But on the flip side, the style of advertising is very limited, right? It's like, it looks like a post. It's like an image or a video or whatever. Um, so I haven't used it that much, but it is a unique property. So I- Did and it perform for you? Has your clients- Yeah, decent amount because a lot of those properties where- because you're still kind of buying on auction model because there's less you know less people when i'd used it, it was several years ago we're using it you kind of can get some cheap cpms like the cost per thousand impressions is lower than some other places and so you kind of it's worth testing for certain types of businesses so it's decent yeah that's that's kind of my experience with it all right interesting jack Thoughts about Reddit as a as a company? How often do you use it? What do you? I don't know if anything jumped out. Say, as a user, I do love Reddit. I think it's yeah. I think some of the I best conversations. The comments are incredible. If you need to learn anything, like my interest in crypto started on Reddit. Like I was reading that stuff like yeah, early on 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 Reddit. I learned a lot on there. But yeah, go on, Jack. Yeah, like the quality of community input is just unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. And the one thing I was just gonna say about the like contribution or like the the controversy around the ceo making 200 mil a year and the like people who run the site getting nothing is like as soon as you introduce something that it like almost becomes more insulting if, you, if you're like spending it's a small you know, amount you mean if you're spending like 100 hours a month moderating reddit posts and then you get like 17 bucks or something <laughs> yeah you yeah, have to yeah, get yeah. nothing just keep the clout right yeah. And that's not me saying that that's like the right thing or anything. It's just like, it's been so much more sustainable without that because you have like, you basically can print your Other own incentives. social currency yeah. with yeah. the karma points and, and within that place that you spend your time and get your, you know, make your connections being a outranking your fellow Redditors in points is important, right? Status. And as soon as, that, yeah. as soon as that gets translated to some very specific financial outcome that may disrupt the way in which people engage with the website. Wait, Jack, and also assuredly underwhelming financial number. Indeed, like, no, almost they're, certainly, they're, yeah. They're almost just, certainly. Like imagine, the, I think somebody crunched the math. If they did it, he could give everyone all the mods, like something like five to $10,000. Like it's just yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah. Just, that's just not, you get way more personal dopamine satisfaction of having millions of karma points. You know, you get to step all over people. And, uh, hey, what, did you, you what did you say? Up? There's 66,000 moderators. Yeah. Well, 60,000. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's 2,900 bucks a year. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing. My take on that is like, as much as I want people to get paid or whatever, it's like you've signed up for that. You've been doing it for years, knowing the trade. It's like if you're a Wikipedia moderator yeah. or you're posting shit posts on Twitter for free in air quotes, right? For years, you're doing it because you get some benefit out of it. And at least now they do actually have some monetization share. But you, you were doing that trunk before, right? You were doing it because yeah. there's a benefit to you. And same well, with we saw, we saw with the, uh, the, the, the blackout, right? Because remember how they shut off their API? We talked about it in this podcast. So uh, Bilal briefly mentioned Oh, you're talking about Reddit. So, yeah, Reddit. So they, they, they licensed their uh, data set, which is a billion posts and 16 billion comments, which is crazy when you think about it. Uh, because Google already sends them so much traffic. 
we're joking about adding diverse to all these Google searches, but everyone here, we talk about, we add Reddit, right? Like you add Reddit to whatever you're looking for. Cause like Bilal said, the conversation, the answers are quite good. So they're getting sent so much traffic from Google there. And then Google's now paying them, I think 60 mil a year. For, it's a three year contract, about $200 million. And why that's interesting is it's another business model. It's another business line. Maybe this business can become a 70% advertising 30% data licensing, uh, because I don't think yeah. it's exclusive to Google, but what's interesting and, uh, just jumping on Bilal's ad point is because of the way you, most people arrive at this website. So I think it's 500 million like monthly, but they're not active because you're just getting your an answer right away. Right. It's like, you're not logging in, you're adding it to Reddit. Oh, Cause a lot of people search yeah, and you're then literally just there. appending it on Google. You're landing on that page. And you're like, cool. I got my answer. You're out of there. Right. Yeah. It's so just it's like another not content a great business. Like, versus it's just community. Like, you're right. You're right. Exactly. So like, I think it's, I think it's capped as a business. And uh, we saw to Jack's point about the moderators, we saw how many quit blackout, but they all came back. I mean, people are addicted to this stuff, man. It's just like, a lot, some people did leave, but the real, uh, uh, but you got to be a real peers for that. Some people just want that sweet, sweet dopamine, man. <laughs> what was it called? The uh, the Twitter competitor that everyone was. Wait, off which one? To, uh, the, when Mastodon? Elon, Could yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. find me on Mastodon. Same oh, Mastodon. Same vibe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. The but network like, effects will get you. Like, they're like, oh, let's peel off this part of Reddit. It's just like, oh man, it's like, it's hard, man. We we know we're addicted. We know, but. Yeah. Uh, Wow. That's a good little summary. Yeah, anything else on that, boys? That's no, good, man. All good. I think we could wrap it up there. The only thing I'm going to share real quick is... Actually, you know what? I do have one go on. thing. Go on. Hit it. The, I haven't thought through the implications of this, but the, the point you make about advertising, Bilal, is quite interesting where um, if you're building a social graph that is that specific like to create an economy around that that distributes back to the people that are reading that is very interesting. Like if you wanted to place an ad in the classic car section, like the readers and contributors to that section would get a share of the revenue generated by the ads. Like it's not just like mm. blanket mm. chucking it at the like number of impressions. It really could... There's a there's a level more of specificity in the social graph that feels like there's like real uh oh, that's a good like point. little yeah. economic activity going on there around all of this the content. Actual value, yeah. And it you could be like an algorithm of both like attention you're getting on there, but also the karma points and like the different yeah. okay. That's a great I do point. think they have yeah. a good shot at like they they, they kind of have the richest or some of the richest social data and the to your point of like how pointed the subject matter is for like aligning with whatever it is you have to say or sell there's something there um yeah. i don't know how well they actually did say in the didn't they say in the s1 that they they bought a load of bitcoin and eth and with their excess oh yeah cash. they did oh yeah risk, risk factors yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly reward factors they should yeah, reward that. factors yeah. <laughs> uh, actually uh actually the last thing i'll add is this uh, sam altman is the single largest uh, individual shareholder <laughs> Oh, they, they were a YC <laughs> company, right? So yeah, they're a YC company, but he uh, one of the he early been ones. chucking the money in the last few years. Dude, he owns 9% of this company. Uh, he's going to, at the 5 billion target, that's 400. Dude, this, 
I think uh, he's a stone cold killer. Like absolute dude. And I had an amazing uh, quote. He goes, but, but this is after he read the, uh, the S one for, for Reddit and he found out that Sam Altman owned 8.7%. He's like, this guy is a, he said was Jackson. This guy is an absolute assassin in negotiating. Can, can Sam Altman like give us a course in negotiating owns 9% of Reddit. So the walk with 400 mil on this company. It's incredible. Uh, Crazy, dude. All right, boys, let's uh, wrap up with this one last thing. This is the most NIA thing we had to just share it this week. Was there anything else on Reddit before I share this? Nah, we should keep tracking that, though. That would be like an X-level uh, discussion, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and, and so for people, but this isn't a real topic. It's just kind of funny. So the New York Post says, Wendy's is planning an Uber-style surge pricing where burger prices fluctuate based on demand. Just want to get Jeez. your take on that, boys. Incredible scenes here. I mean, how much are we paying for a burger? That's let's be honest. I mean, there, there's gonna if I mean, first of all, has anyone ever done this before? And what what do you think of it? I think logistically it's insane. incredible uh, undertaking, isn't it? It's just yeah. gonna be unbelievable. Actually, the funniest thing Dynamic that I pricing. read about it was like if you're standing in line behind someone, and then when you go up, the thing goes, it goes up a up. dollar. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Could you imagine the amount of fights people are gonna have, man? That's yeah, I think, I, think, like, I think it's awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, I think I, I, it's well, like, you know what? I think some of the personalities I've seen in Dorset Boys quite interesting to see where well, uh say more elon, elon must respond elon saying seems like i can't tell if he's joking or not but he says seems like a good idea costs are fairly constant but demand varies lower cost meals available off hours make sense now that's the point if it's lower cost that's great but like i think it's more surge the is the yeah you know surge the, actually the word, i sent exactly. you this boys but i don't think i sent the other side of it it's a really good conversation about this hang on on how the surge pricing came about from or how the language of surge pricing is tailored towards the driver mm. not the customer in uber originally i take it right yeah so like the so here you go um in the so this is vitalik i'll, I'll get i'll pull this up this is on warpcast boys where all these conversations happen um in the uber case i was told that uber did not do it that way because the demographic they felt the most need to market to was the drivers to whom surge prices are of course an exciting opportunity rather than an unexpected cost. Mm, that's very interesting. Oh, yeah. dude, that is. He said, and, yeah, yeah. So it's actually, yeah, uh, let me go right. from the top. So the quote tweet from Vitalik on the Wendy's thing was, this is amazing. Ideally restaurants would just price using AMM curves. Board friend of the pod replied and said, problem is they're only exploring the surge and not the reduction of prices in slow times. I want half price square hamburgers. Yep. And he responds, in equilibrium, it will have the same effect. From a PR perspective, of course, they should have announced it as an off-peak discount. And then when they need to raise prices, blame it on inflation. Yeah, that was, that's a play. PR. Knows that's a, yeah. That was a terrible branding play. Yeah, should have yeah. been, you will save money off hours. Right. You're right. That's a good, that's a great, yeah. You're great. right. I'm wrong. I take it back. Uh, it's not awful. But it is. But the way they announced awful it framing. makes you think it's awful. Yeah. yeah. So it is, in effect. Like, because how are they going to walk that back now? It should have been, you know eat cheaper off hours it would have been an unbelievable yep, uh, thing and it would have kept the, it would have kept people coming in all day long and maybe you know prices like will organize people will organize around price anyway so it doesn't really matter what you think right we'll see what happens well like yeah, i go to yeah. happy hours right like we people go to happy hours they know they're gonna get 
You're right. Yeah, imagine a Saturday night, like eight o'clock, it's surge pricing at the bar. Like, (laughs) oh my God. Sorry, guys, it's surge pricing now instead of (laughs) like pre post happy hour. But that's the thing. Yeah, it's basically the, the, it's a great point. The word we're using, surge pricing, is such a like tech Uber word versus what you're really saying is for the consumer, you can get a discount. And we've all done that at the bar, happy hour, or I don't know if you guys had this at uni, but we would wait until like 4 p.m. And there was a co-op, this place like Trung, a little local supermarket right near our Late campus. Marking. And you'd go there and you know exactly 401, you walk in, you get a tuna sandwich, 10p. You know what I mean? You're, <laughs> yeah, you're a yeah, poor yeah, student. Yeah. And you, that was such a Because that ain't lasting until yeah. tomorrow. Oh, that, that they're going to throw that it out. Tuna, that tuna mayo ain't going to... Oh, you get, exactly. Or you get exactly. that sushi, that 11 p.m., 50%. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, but all jokes aside, there are businesses that have started. Specific Sushi is a good example where... I don't know what it's called here, but in the UK, my sister uses it all the time where they they pick up stuff at the end of the day that's going to basically go to waste and you get like a really good deal on like a whole meal and it'll be like one quarter of the price or something like that. So anyway, yeah, I don't know if Wendy's has that in mind, but I agree. That's, it is a bit of a weird thing. I think especially something that's kind of price sensitive like that. It's yeah. not like an... It's not like a twenty dollar burger. It's like I, right. I I don't even go to Wendy's like five dollars or something. So good though. Probably it's not nice anymore, mate. It's probably close to ten. Well, actually, yeah, uh, that's true. why don't yeah. we pin in with this? Uh, uh, me and Jack said top three burgers last week. Bilal, uh, Jack said. Uh, that's I think, true. I, I think Jack said um, this chicken from uh, Chick Fil A. Oh uh, yeah, burger, the spicy uh, one or regular? Yeah. I didn't regular. get to the end of the uh, pod. I was spicy like halfway is good. I, but spicy? yeah, I sometimes get the grilled chicken BLT. You know, just a little. Uh, Great question. Huh? Jack loved BK. Jack's a big BK guy. Bacon BK. double cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah. So XL three. bacon double cheeseburger. <laughs> let me check. And uh, we, animals and the in and out animals. Animal yes, animal. Trung, what did you say? Spicy chicken, number one, just based on lifetime Chick-fil-A. eating. Chick-fil-A. From Wendy's. Lifetime eating. Yeah. Jesus. So LTV is strong enough. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be getting that 1030 AM spicy chicken. You know that's going to be discounted on this, on this dynamic <laughs> yeah, pricing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Big Mac, just based on how much I've eaten it. Uh, and I love a, I love me a junior Whopper. So blah, three. All right. And wait, do these have to call? be like fast food? I mean, does it have to be like everyone knows it or is it just like yeah, my uh, favorite one? Tell, yeah, yeah. You can't, don't tell us He's about gonna one. He's going to be going for the Brooklyn like a, boutiques. No, no, I'm not menu. saying it's a fancy one. I'll be honest. The only reason, no, no, no. I'm saying the opposite. I'm, my actual number one, and I'll give you the actual answer, is Ash's Fried Chicken in Walthamstow in London. Mm. Gangster. Old school. I haven't been there for a long time, but it used to be one pound burger very student happy i know there's a few people from the local area listening to this but that was a spicy burger and it was like an auntie pakistani auntie she would be cooking up with like chicken tikka masala sauce fry it and you'd get fry you could get the burger and the fries for one pound back in the day crazy four wings for a pound but that was a long time ago but i'll put that up there but the real answer now i'll put shake shack number one i love shake shack I said that too. I love the Shack Burger. Shack Burger is phenomenal. Or like any, all their stuff's great. Um, that is slightly more gourmet than McDonald's though. You know what I mean? So hey, number two. Is the Corner yeah. Bistro still open? Oh yeah. The one in West Village. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. If we're doing like those sort of burgers, there's some other ones, but just yeah. like more fast food. That one's great. Number two, I will say Chick-fil-A is also, uh, it's hard for me to say Chick-fil-A spicy or animal style in and out. I do love it in and out and that's also because the fries you need the animal style fries but i do i think shake shack i've been thinking about it recently because when i was on the west coast i was saying i prefer shake shack and uh that's my final answer lock it in nice 
Great way to finish off the pod. Great well, chat, boys. Can I do one go more on. thing? Go back to yes. the last topic. I need yeah, to try yeah, and yeah. pull this clip up, but the just reminded me as you were talking the burger talk of uh, there was this clip of Elon talking about the the affordability of the Model Three. Did you guys ever see that? I think we need Tron. We need you to do a big breakdown on the price reduction on the Tesla stuff in general and like Let's the 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 ripple effects of that. But it was a really like actually helped me understand a lot about pricing when I saw this clip the first time is like, you don't understand how many more people can afford a car if you reduce the price by a thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Just like you, you, are, you are increasing your market size by, or your potential market size exponentially, exponentially by every like reasonable amount of reduction you can make in the price. And people evaluating companies based on how much people are willing to pay versus, you know, how many Future. willing buyers you can find at yeah. a fair market price. <laughs> and that's what maybe, you know, this stuff in, I'll be fascinated to see how this Wendy's thing plays. So I'll be, I'll be uh, watching the price chart on Wendy's when, when the, yeah, that's super that viral, out. right? They just PR'd it wrong. That's what, that's the takeaway here. Yeah, oh man, it would have been incredible to like, yeah. Yeah, it would have been incredible to be framed the other way because that's, I'm assuming, like, they're trying to combat waste as well, right? It's like, yep. imagine how much. Mm, yeah. It was like, just, well, I said, this whole business model is built around end of day. Yeah. End of uh, day. Uh, but Jack's, Jack knows what's happening. <laughs> you getting a, a kid coming in? Uh, or you like got, last week. I don't know if you heard uh, the end of the podcast last week. Yeah. Someone came in. Well, Trunks' missus comes in the room and we're talking about our top three books. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious she's like oh so this oh is the God. work you're talking that's about that's the end bro that's, that's yeah. the work you're that's talking a, about so i got cleared the calendar oh, i gotta work so good. yeah yeah incredible. and you're like oh i love a good uh chicken <laughs> chick-fil-a <laughs> sandwich sorry yeah, that's incredible can't, no i can't do lunch today i got, got a big work with the boy oh Mate, my god that's so funny. good all right boys that was a great chat nice to be back and I'll, we will see you all next week make sure you share this with your friends write us a review if you can uh, and uh, we love you and guys. And share your top we'll... three burgers in the comments. <laughs> top three right? burgers in the comment. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know why we did that. that. I thought that was because Bob wasn't here. But uh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, All yeah. right, buddies. Great, great chat, boys. Enjoy that. All right, nice one. Solid, See you next nice. week. Bye bye.